Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here as usual to look ahead to the Cobblers weekend game. I'm joined this week once again by Mr. Charles Commons. How are you, Charles? Oh, I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Good, good. Having a bit of a breather from the World Cup to to chat it's... about some glorious, much better football. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a bit, bit, bit of time to distract ourselves, I think, from the weekend. Yeah, in, that's in more, true. More ways than one. Yeah. It's been a bit of a strange day today. It's Wednesday night as we're recording, and uh, having had no football at all on the telly to either watch or just to you know find out about it, it's felt a bit empty. So I'm glad we're doing this, Danny. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying it, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah, a little, little, little bit break. of a calm, a little bit of calm before the storm. Oh, say before before the big one kicks off on Saturday, and um, I think England are playing as well. Yeah, I was so, going to say, yeah, is it one o'clock that the big yeah. one kicks off? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> uh, bit of cobbler's news to jump into since we mm. last recorded. John Brady nominated for the <laughs> Sky Bet League to Manager of the Month for. Don't know why you're laughing? Don't know why you're laughing, Danny? What are you laughing for? Two games. Two games. Yeah. Uh, Two More wins. Them both, didn't it? Oh, yeah, well, there you go, then. <laughs> it just feels odd, doesn't it? It's... What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> beat Gillingham, beat Bradford. I mean, the Bradford one's obviously a massive result, but it just seems a bit odd that he's in there for two games. But having looked down the list, you've got Lee Bell, who's only got a couple of wins there. I think they only played twice. Johnny Jackson, three games unbeaten, so it's not all not 100%, but and three unbeaten. And beat the uh, league leaders uh, as and well. And beat the That's league leaders, yeah. That's got, why. And you've got Paul Simpson, um, who got five points... From I assume three get three games, uh, all the way from home as well. So it's 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 a difficult one to judge. But when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this is a bit of a sneaking John Brady, and there's a bit of a something. But you know, you never know. Who would you there. give it to, out John of... Brady? Obviously, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if John Brady wasn't there, out of the others, who would you give it to, out of interest? I like the I like what Carlisle are doing at the minute. I think Paul Simpson probably is the I next best spin. I think. Um, they're slowly been they've been in and around all season. I think they're they're one of the dangerous ones coming up. I think 
Uh, everyone I else seems a little bit inconsistent. I think he's got them going pretty well, and considering where they were last season as well, that's uh, he's doing a good job. But John, give it to John. Give it to John. Yeah, and by the time uh, you hear this, you'll probably know if he's got it or not. No, it's been announced on Friday. This will be out on Thursday. Oh, it will be out on Thursday now, yeah. yeah there you go. mind. Good luck, John. Good luck, John. John, he's probably sat there now thinking, wait, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do they know already? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John, you can do it. Um, another fixture change. We'll talk about um, this week's fixture change, uh, timing-wise, a little bit later on. Um Neil messaged us earlier on the WhatsApp. This is my breaking news. Uh, saying we're on Sky Lads. I was like, oh, like logging in thinking, oh, who's our opponent's going to be? I should have discussed, shouldn't I? <laughs> you should have done to should be have. fair. Salford City away, 12.30. Of course we're on Sky for that. In, in fact, I still don't think we've actually mentioned on the WhatsApp group who we are playing against. This <laughs> no, that's week. true. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you literally just came assumed, on and just went, yeah. should I just guess? And we all went, no, no, no real need to, to be honest, no. mate. You carry on. Yeah. <laughs> you know who it is. Let's you be know, we all know who it is. If, if, if a League 2 game's on Sky, we know who it is. It's Salford. Um, away, earlier kickoff time was 12.30. Mm. Um, because of being on Sky, I think that's FA Cup third round weekend, isn't it, for everyone else? So ah, I think that's I, why Sky haven't got any other games. So they're did wonder. clutching, at the, <laughs> the, scraping the bottom of the barrel to get whatever they can. And, Who were Man um, United playing that day in the FA, or that weekend in the FA Cup? That's I on, think, no doubt, ITV or BBC. I think they got Everton on the Friday night, which yeah, is a hugely imaginative FA Cup third round tie to pick for, for TV. <laughs> Who knew, eh? Um, Who knew? But yeah. Uh, so that means uh, that's a train strike day as well, I believe as well. So that's going to be a difficult one. Uh, probably mm. not going to be the, get the best representation of our hordes of travelling fans, but hopefully we get a few there to, to represent us on the telly box. I'll get an Uber. Don't worry, Danny. I'll be I'll there. Get an Uber. I'll get an Uber. Yeah, get an Uber. And um, last bit of news: Josh Tomlinson uh, on Wednesday signing a new deal, long-term contract, his first professional deal. Fantastic. Um, great news. Um, to sign him, just turned seventeen. Um, youngest ever goal scorer. I think that was in the trophy, wasn't it? Um, already made four appearances for the first team as well. Youngest ever appearance maker. Great to tie him down, isn't it? Absolutely, and he's the all-time leading appearance maker for the youth team as well. Mm. I read in that uh, particular uh, piece of news as well, which you don't really get to hear about that kind of thing usually but I mean it's yeah. like he got brought into the youth team at 13 years old that's yeah, nuts, that's incredible yeah 73 so, appearances for the youth team that's that's going madness I mean brilliant brilliant madness I mean I I'm so I'm so excited about this kind of thing I mean mm. Max Dyche obviously currently you know in the first team squad as a as a proper feature um, maybe not in the in the first eleven as yet, but I'm sure hopefully that that will come in the next couple of years. Uh, Sean McWilliams has obviously cemented himself and is one of the first names on the team sheet. He's only 24. It's it's really good to see the future. I know that they don't always pan out. I know that you know as it says, uh, I, I can't remember who it said it, whether it's John Brady or Ian Sampson, but you know the hard work really does start now for him. But I'm excited. Fu- mm. Future seems bright for this yes. lad. It's got it's got Ian Sampson, Calvin Langmead, Colin Calderwood. All <laughs> they're not not the worst players, not the worst people to learn from, are they? So, Absolutely not. That's great. Brilliant. That's great stuff. Good news. Welcome into the family, Josh. Even more. I don't know what that was. <laughs> what I was trying to say there, but we'll move on. Um, time to bring it's in perfect. our guests. Yeah, <laughs> time to bring in our guests for this week. Uh, please welcome to the Cob- It's All Cobblers to Me preview show, Harrogate fan Neil Hurst. How are you doing, Neil? 
Jolly good, thank you. Nice to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, welcome, welcome. You were chatting a little bit beforehand about um, your links to Harrogate. Um, do you want to share that for the listeners as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the accent's clearly Liverpudlian. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've lived in Yorkshire now for over 20 years. I, I live in Skipton now, which is about half an hour away from Harrogate. And my, my firstborn, Louis, he was born in Harrogate. So... We've adopted them as our as our team, and that, that love has grown, and uh, it, it's led to becoming season ticket holders and going every home game and pretty much every away game as well. Nice. Uh, how old is he when he when he's first on the terraces oh, at Harrogate? Oh, blimey! He must have been about six, and it was uh, Boxing Day. So, I mean, for me growing up, Boxing Day was always a big sport day. Yeah. So, I've I've instilled that into him. Uh, my my daughter, unfortunately, just doesn't have the football bug, and as no interest in it at all. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned your uh, Liverpool fan as well. Like, what is it about Harrogate and lower league football that just you, you obviously you go once if it's your local game and and all that kind of thing? But what is it about going to Harrogate that's so much different? And is it how how do you feel about the difference between the two? I mean, the, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of love for Liverpool, and they're still arguably my number one love, but. I guess there's probably multiple reasons why I like going to Harrogate. I mean, certainly there's the accessibility, there's the affordability. Um, I think as the years click by, the quality of fan at Premier League games, not necessarily Liverpool, because I, I consider them quite learned fans compared to a lot of Premier League fans, but uh, I think a fan that attends a lower league game has a, has a arguably a bigger passion, a greater understanding for the game. And I think the, the, the whole... Uh, experience itself is more relatable. The players are almost within within touching distance. At the end, they make they take more time to do that. The high fives with the kids, and it's it's more of an honest game of football. There's certainly far less in the way of theatrics that you get in compared to the Premier League. So, I mean, all in all, I, I just as as a as a trip out, it's a great experience, and, and that's not just at Weatherby Road with Harrogate. I just think Division Two football. Is a, is a great day off for anyone. It's interesting. I'd love to know, Neil. So let's say... That Don't ask. Don't I ask. was just about to ask this question, I think, Charles. <laughs> I was, I was going to go, it's is FA Cup third round oh. weekend, right? <laughs> yeah. Harrogate, Harrogate oh. have got Liverpool. So in the morning, in the family home, your son is going to be absolutely in bits, I'd imagine, with excitement. He'll be waking up at 5am like it's Christmas morning. He'll be getting on his Harrogate shirt. He'll be dancing down the stairs. He'll be going in. And there's you. What are you wearing? Is it a Liverpool top or is it a Harrogate top? It's a good question and it's one I've given a lot of thought to. So uh, the other week we played in the FA Cup against Hartlepool away and we went. And as the game's kicking off, I'm thinking... If we if we do this, I mean, next round you pull you pull the big boys, and what would happen if we pull Liverpool? What what would happen? And I didn't really reach a conclusion. I mean, I think intrinsically I always support the underdog, and using that logic, I would probably rather Har- uh, Harrogate Town won. But in my heart of hearts, I am a Liverpoolian. But I also, I'm thinking, I don't want my little son's heart to break. So <laughs> the net result of all that was just utter confusion. In the end, it was a mute point because Hartlepool beat us um, at arguably one of the coldest grounds in the world ever. <laughs> um, so I'll have to think about that another day. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Please bound to happen that. one day. It'll, it'll get there. It, it, it's bound to. It's bound yeah, to. Yeah. I, I think if you're in the Harrogate end, you get caught up in that atmosphere if it's at home. Um, and, yeah. and just go for it. And you, Liverpool are going to win the FA Cup again, aren't they? There's one day. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Every dog has its day, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, let's talk about you, though, since coming into the league. Uh, a couple of years ago, 17th and 19th place finishes, 57 points in first season, 53 in the second. When you first come into the league and you, you kind of got all this above you, you've, you've seen teams go up and go up again. You're obviously probably a little bit kind of lower expectations than a lot of sort of the more ambitious teams coming up from the conference now. Um, where was your expectation level when you came up and what, how does that compare to where you've come for, where you finished the last couple of seasons? Um, the expectation was to stay up. And, and no more than that. I mean, you touch on some of the clubs that are uh, down in the in the division below. I still call it the conference. Uh, you know, the amount of money that's knocking around there, certainly with Wrexham, but not exclusively Wrexham, they would expect to come up and then bounce straight up the leagues. Um, I think with our attendances, which are generally, what, 2,200-ish, give or take, depending on which team is arriving, I just don't think we're quite set up to be climbing in up in a division above Division 2 for the time being. We need to build that foundation. So to answer your question, I was just happy to stay out that bottom two. And to be honest, this season, exactly the same. Yeah. So still, exactly it's, it's still a case of just stay out of the bottom, stay out of the relegation battle. Is, is there any part of you that thinks, you know, if we push too further along, it's that kind of league that... Any kind of ambitions about sneaking into playoff places if you get a run going? Or is it, is it are the fans just literally completely happy to stay out of the bottom two and be done with yeah, it? Yeah, I think, I think this season um, we started off pretty well. Uh, the first four games, we won two, we drew one. And it kind of mirrored the previous season. Uh, we got off to a great start and then slowly, well, not, <laughs> certainly in this season, not so slowly, definitely starts to web away and you get the kind of slap in the face of realisation that, remember, the goal is just to stay up. You, you know, you're not looking at promotion. So, um, yeah, I mean, football's a funny thing. It does get your hopes up and you can sometimes have aspirations above your station. But, uh, yeah, I'm just echoing the sentiment, really, at the moment. It's just stay in there. Stay in there and enjoy these lovely trips away to some cracking grounds. And uh, that's nothing against the, uh, the division below. Again, we've had some cracking away days, but there's just, just some lovely grounds, uh, nice fans. And it's just, you feel like one of the big boys when you're in division two, certainly when you look at where we've come from. Mm. So it's always interesting, Danny, isn't it? Hearing a fan from a, a team that and a, a club that is obviously smaller, than, than us in stature and, and, and in their football league history, at least. Um, talk about, you know, other teams that we would just be like, oh, it's just them again. They're not very, <laughs> you know, as the big boys, as as Neil said there. It didn't, spe- uh, didn't specify us as one of the big boys. This no, 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 I'm not saying that he did, but, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I bet if I, if I started reeling off names of clubs, then I, I think Neil would probably just go, yeah, I'd see them as a big club in comparison. Hmm. Maybe to Harrogate. I, I won't do that, Neil. Don't worry. I'm going to be on the spot. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you mentioned it, it's it's interesting. I had a quick look at the the League Two tables for the last 
couple of years just to sort of see where Harrogate have, you know, finished and how many points they got. So your first season uh, in in League Two, which was in 2020-21, you finished uh, a healthy, shall we say, 17th with 57 points. And then last season, um, slipped a couple of positions down to 19th. But again, a healthy 53 points on the board. Yeah. This year, is it fair to say you've only got 19 points so far after 20 games, five wins, four draws, 11 defeats? Um, a little bit of a, a harder season that you're finding it this time around? Um, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So... As I've already said, the start was promising. Uh, two wins to draw out your first four, and then then it goes then it goes a bit wrong, really. So <laughs> then it changes to one win out of fourteen games. And as I was just having a look at some facts and figures before this, it kind of it, it was a stark reminder of how bad that period was. So um, yeah, so maybe mid August to mid November, that's when that period where we only had one win. Um, and no disrespect to Hartlepool, but that was against Hartlepool, who have, have not had the best of times of it. Uh, the caveat to that being when they knocked us out the FA Cup the other week. But uh, <laughs> yeah. let's not go there. So yeah, we had one win out of fourteen. It, it wasn't um, it wasn't a glorious period. We've definitely seen times when the crowd is calling for the manager, which right. we've not heard really in previous seasons. Um, so for for this dodgy period, maybe for the first half of it, the problem was we we essentially stopped scoring. The number of goals we were scoring um, was maybe none or one a game, um, and then things started to change. So we started scoring more goals, but unfortunately, that kind of uh, more attacking mentality meant we shipped an awful lot more goals. We were shipping three for quite a, quite a few games. We were we were shipping a lot, and. As a spectator, the most frustrating things I, I can remember numerous times this season where we're either going to get three points or one point, and then we ship the late, late, late goal, and you just leave the ground with your head in your hands. So, I mean, Salford was a classic nil nil, uh, good opponent, 93rd minute, you ship a goal, you lose one nil. A couple of weeks after that, we played Stevenage, 90th minute, we lost one nil. Uh, in October, we played Wimbledon. We're winning 2-1. Um, they come back and win 3-2 with an 88th minute. I mean, it, it's just, it's soul-destroying. But um, yeah, I mean, looking back through, we've lost quite a lot of games just by the odd goal, which tells me that, yes, the points weren't being accrued, but we weren't a million miles off. And I think kind of from mid-October onwards, you could see the performances getting better. The points might have not been getting racked up, but the performances were better. Uh, I think we got the win against Hartlepool. Then we played Tramia Rovers at home and we got a one-all draw. Um, they were they were good opposition. I think you played them the other week, didn't you? On Saturday, yeah. yeah. On Saturday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we played them. Um, they had a right-back with a double-barrel name. Dacre Cobley, something like that. Rings a bell, yeah. Cracking. He was absolutely cracking player. Right back, uh, pinging in lots of quality balls in. And it's one of those games when you leave with a point, you were happy to leave with a point. So the the, the performances are starting to get better. Um, we're starting now to get a little bit of momentum. And I think for the first time in a long time, we've won two games on the spin now. So we've won um, against uh, Mansfield at home, uh, 3-0. And then we've just beaten Rochdale away at Spotland's um, 4-1. Uh, 
Now, I mean, touching on that most recent game, which is fresh in my mind because it was only only the other week. I've been on and on about whether it was Harrogate that were really good or <laughs> were Rochdale really, really bad. Oh, right. um, Jim Bentley, the manager of uh, of Rochdale, I went to school with him, funnily enough. He's in a year above me at school, so he's a good <laughs> lad, and, and I wished him well. And um, yeah, I think the other memorable thing about that is there's a lovely chippy when you go in the turnstiles, uh, Wellbutts Lane, there's a lovely little chippy there that everyone seems to know, and it, it, it's boss. But, know it well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get, getting back to the point, the, the, the game was really good, really uplifting. The crowd were well on side, and it's the first time I've heard that in some time. But like I say, I'm just trying to weigh that up, whether that was um, Harrogate being really good or, or Rochdale being, being really poor. Um, I, th- I think the other thing I would say is that the personnel in that match as well changed quite a lot from the previous games. Um, a lot of the, the, the players that normally play weren't playing for one reason or another. So we saw some fresh faces and maybe that was the motivation to, uh, to get behind you know, such, such a good result. Mm. I mean, to be fair, looking at those last two league results, you mentioned Rochdale and, and, and Mansfield. I mean, they're not, they're not shabby results on paper at all. I mean, Mansfield are a bit of a bogey side for us, especially when it comes to playoffs. Say that quietly. Um, but they're not a they're not a they're not a, a team that you think are a walkover ever. Even when they started last season quite poorly, they still yeah. ended up strong. Ended up in the playoff final. So to beat them three nil was a huge that that made me sort of stand up and go, uh oh, here we go. And then to yeah. follow that up, and I appreciate you lost in the FA Cup second round, but you know, in between these two league games, but to follow it up with a four-one away win um, at Rochdale, yes, as you said, Rochdale not having the best of seasons themselves. So I, I would argue that if you win four-one at any point, that is down to you being good. You can win one-nil and go. Yeah. Is that down to us being just slightly better than the opposition were? But I think to win four-one probably says that Harrogate deserved that and were the better side having not seen I think that, anything yeah. of it. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Um, certainly the 3-0 against Mansfield, that, that that wasn't flattering us. We were well worth that. Well worth that 3-0. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the show against Rochdale, it was good. We went 1-0 down as it happens. Um, but yeah, we came back in flying colours. And I think that tells you a little bit about about the mentality of the team, that they're still all pitching in, they're still all fighting. And um yeah, ultimately for for Harrogate, it was it was a great result and a much needed three points. Do, do you think then, with that changes that you know the big changes that you said that were made for that game, for injuries or suspensions, all of those different reasons? Do you think any of those players that would be potentially fit or you know available again would just go back into the side, or do you now think that your manager's actually got a real big headache? Mm. It, it's a good problem to have. I mean. It's a good, but I'm looking at I'm looking now at a piece of paper with the team that played against Rochdale, and it's a good blend. There's, there's, it sounds cheesy, a good blend of experience, but there's some youth as well. So uh, Kyle Ferguson came in at centre half, where normally you'd have Joe Matter, who came in from uh, from Rotherham, quality acquisition. Um, so yeah, he's a relatively young lad. You might remember his dad, Barry Ferguson. Mm. Um, we linked with him in the summer, weren't we, Chelsea? We were, yeah. Yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think there was quite quite a few in for him. So he's he's still green. He's still green, to be honest. He's still got got a little bit of uh, learning to do. But he, he did a good job. 
I fully suspect he will step aside and, and Joe Matic would, would come back in after this one-game suspension. Um, there are a couple of other players who were missing who ordinarily I think you would... I mean, one of the first names on the team sheet for me would probably be Alex Patterson. Pato, he's a, he's a, he's a fan favourite. He's a, He can score a goal. He's got a good engine on him. He's a good all-round player, so subject to him being fit, I would I would expect uh, I'd expect him to be in there. Um, Matty Daly, he's injured; he's going to be out for a while, so I don't suspect he's going to be back at all. I mean, the only other one who could step back in is um, is Jack Muldoon, and again, cracking player, real grafter. But then you can you get round to the problem of who do you kick out? I mean, mm. you can only field eleven players, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it there. They put in a really good shift. There's a there's a, a lad who's playing the Sam Follerin. He scored actually um, last week, and he's he's rapid, as you say in Liverpool. He's quick, <laughs> um, and he will he will cause any defence problems with his pace. Um, and, and I think that's probably true of Coley as well, who started um, mm-hmm. against Rochdale. He's rapid, um, but but looking at the team, I mean, who, who is an absolute shoe in Armstrong up front? He's definitely turned the corner. He's now starting to bang in the goals, and he's just a beast in the air. He's in, we're talking about sons and dads playing. His dad, Alan Armstrong, I don't remember, don't know whether you remember him. He used to yeah. play for for Middlesbrough. Um, he's absolutely boss in the air, irrespective of how big the centre half is. He just gets in the right place and will put his head in and, and put his ponytail in. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he does. He does a cracking job. So it's a good problem, and we've got some real, um, real good players this season. I, I was having a look at this the fixture this time last year when we played you. And I mean, certainly the the defense, um, including the goalkeeper, the the five defensive players, four out of five are not at the club anymore. So it, we've we've had a whole new transition, certainly defensively. Uh, often really down. A lot of our players are on on loan from Huddersfield Town, and one of those players is Jaheim Headley at left back. So I mean, I, I don't know whether the question will be posed of which player to look out for. He's He's one to watch out for. He's a, he's a very offensive left back, but he's more than capable of doing his defensive jobs as well. He's a great runner with the ball. I suppose if, if he was sat next to me in the pub and he said, Neil, how can I get better at my game? It would be have a bit more confidence in yourself. The runs he does are fantastic. I just wish he'd do it a bit more. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the left back Headley's cracker um, and, and Pato Patterson. Is is good. I, I think it'd be wrong of me not to uh, to mention Thompson in midfield as well. Um, stocky lad, ginger beard. He gets around nice. the park and he's he's, uh, he's a real asset. And and, and finally Armstrong. He's scoring goals now. So uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's going to be a threat on Saturday at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, the thing that that struck me when I was watching the, the highlights was those players, the, the attacking players, Josh Coley, Sam Folerin. How you broke away against Rochdale? That's not just to do with Rochdale being slow or whatever. It is genuinely they concern me when I was looking. Obviously, Armstrong is is a given, but Fowler and Coley, you got Grant up there as well. And it's, yeah. the, what you notice when you watch you is is the hard work, the hundred percent, the the grafting, like you said, and that that kind of team usually causes us quite a few problems. If you, if people mm. are coming in and getting in our faces, then we sometimes struggle with that. And I think our best bet is probably trying to catch you on the break as well if, if you've got the likes of Headley bombing on as well then 
I get the feeling it could be yeah. a really, really tricky afternoon for us because it's it's that kind of team where you've had a couple of wins. You've obviously got a big win last weekend. You, you're probably playing with a little bit more freedom, I would think, having won that game against the fellow relegation um, battler as well. Um, Armstrong's in form again. It worries me a little bit, if I'm honest. That, that's, I mean, yeah. from my point of view, that that's lovely to it. That's really <laughs> nice to it. But I think you, I think you, Bob, on. I think there's a general now. There's an air of confidence. Mm. The, what what you're watching is more far more palatable to watch. You see in the endeavour, but that's also mixed with the skill as well, and it's attractive football to watch. There was a period at the start of the season we had a lad um, on loan from Sunderland last year called Jack Diamond, who's now a, a Lincoln. Yeah, he scored mm-hmm. scoring goals and doing well. He at first, when we started so well, we thought, "Oh, it's all right. Jack Diamond's gone, but we've got we've got replacements, and, and and everything will be fine and dandy." But when we went through that ropey patch, everyone in the crowd was saying, "We need a bit of a Jack Diamond. We need somebody." Um, but you know, I'm, I'm open now. We've turned the corner. The confidence back, and I mean, the fact that I mean, most people who are going to be listening to this podcast are going to be Cobblers fans, so. I'm I'm hoping that your concerns are materialised and <laughs> and we do a job on you, but um, you know we'll see we'll see on uh, we'll see on Saturday. Yeah, we we definitely will. I mean, I I I echo what you were saying, Danny, about that that little bit of fear, little bit of trepidation. I think Harrogate's tails are up. They're going to be confident going into the game. Why can't they? go and get a result that's what they'll be thinking and, and what they'll be aiming to go and do I think and I don't know I think I, I know that like looking back and, and and everything coming out of the football club since since Saturday's nil nil draw has been the positives you know John Brady was very um you know forthright wasn't he in, in terms of talking about the positives in in terms of the style of play and how he believed that we did play well it was just uh, we we couldn't find that cutting edge essentially to to get a goal and to get three points against what he said was a very well drilled, very good, solid defensive Tranmere performance. But as a fan, you can't help going away from a game like that and and feeling the pessimism coming through you. And when you go towards the next game, that obviously plays a, a part in your mindset and the way that you're thinking as a fan. And so, therefore, there's definitely a little bit of nervousness for me about what kind of cobbler's side will come out at one o'clock. And I don't know whether I don't know whether you might feel this, Neil, as well. But the fact that we've the kickoff time has changed, which we'll talk about the reasons and and things about that in a second. But I always get the jitters with. When it's not either a, a three o'clock kickoff or a seven forty-five kickoff, the players aren't used to it, and I get a little bit worried for how you know the players might be, uh, you know, whether they're not quite ready. I know it's their job to be. I know that, that that it shouldn't really matter, but I always think about how I feel if I say go for a run at a random time when normally I'm used to going at say nine a.m on a Saturday morning for park run, for example, if I went at 10 o'clock on Saturday, it'd feel weird. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely bob on. First of all, one o'clock seems odd. And I suppose if I was living in Northampton and coming up to North Yorkshire, I'd be a little bit put out by the fact that that's a relatively late call. Certainly if you've already organized your travel or your, or where you're staying. Um, but yeah, I, I think psychology is such a factor 
a, a classic example of this was uh, the Mansfield game a couple of weeks ago in which uh, which we won. And I was driving to the ground at Weatherby Road and I got there and I saw the uh, Mansfield coach turn up. Must have been about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before kickoff. I mean, that lack of preparedness, that I think that contributed towards us winning 3-0. That can't put you in good stead. And I think just a lot of it is in the mind. If you walk into out onto the pitch thinking, we've only just got here, we've not done a proper warm-up, we've not done the proper you know, pre-match build-up as you would normally do it, I think that plays on the mind. Yeah. And I think going back to what you said about the kickoff time, kicking off at one is going to be abnormal for them. Mm. How have, uh, what's the reaction been from the Harrogate fans about the kickoff change? Well, yeah. I mean, you've definitely seen mutterings of, um, of unhappiness, but a a chunk of them do want to go and watch the England game and want to be well placed for it. So yeah, I I think that's a mixed bag. I just think there's a lot of empathy with, you know, with with the, with the people who are coming up from, from down South, you are down south to us. You're down south. <laughs> you, might, you might not be yourselves. Hey, look, it's fine. You say, yeah, you're further north than we are, so that's absolutely exactly. fine. No problem. But yeah, no. I just, <laughs> I, I just sometimes think that people who make these decisions, I, I, I do get it, but I often think that there's a more of a commercial angle than considering the fans' angle. And, uh, and like I said before, for those people who've already booked their train tickets on specific trains, it's a bit lousy. Yeah, I think that's the the feelings we've been experiencing from other cobblers fans danny fair to say there's a yeah. mixed bag definitely more negative bag, i'd say yeah i think so it's just i think it's a short notice and that that's that's the issue when people have bought train tickets and planned whole days weekends around it it's a it's a really really tough one because like i said on our main pod this week people will find a way to watch the england game if they want to won't they mm-hmm. um, yeah and change their plans if they wanted to if they wanted to do that so yeah it's yeah. a bit of a silly yeah. one do you think um, uh do you think northampton would come up on on the morning or would they come up before that it's a good question, actually. Um, I think I think because it's now a one o'clock kickoff, I've got a feeling they'll go up on Friday, hmm. um, late notice and all. But uh, they might be. I've been planning to do that anyway. So a bit um, of a, a bit of Sam Hoskins Friday night Betty's tea room action. Oh, could you imagine? It's all going off. Sam Hoskins having a cup of tea. It's all going off, though, is it? Oh, Betty's. Betty, I've done the Betty's experience. It's it's all right. (laughs) It is all right. It is all right. We've done it as well. Daddy did it in Jesus with a t-shirt and got hounded out. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Betty's experience. Is that a thing or is that just you calling it the the experience of going into Betty's? No, I I can't trademark that. I'm sure it's called something like that. But but they literally queue out the door. Yeah. It's round the block. It's very, very popular. Yeah. Not necessarily with our demographic, but... Um, <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know. We've got at least one listener who's already booked in there on Friday afternoon. <laughs> you do, right. But <laughs> that, it, 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 it's a lovely town. It's really nice. It's, it, you know, it, good shopping, good good places to eat and, uh, and, and a bloody good football club as well. So it's got it all going for it. Well, on that then, should we uh, ask the question, Danny, about where Cobblers fans should maybe go for uh, a pre-match pint? Anywhere in particular that you'd recommend? Yeah, I mean, if you're coming in by train, uh, as a lot do, uh, or they're staying in the city centre, you can walk to uh, the Weatherby Road ground from town. And there's numerous pubs on the way. I I generally drive to the game, so I don't necessarily frequent them. I I live in Skipton, which is is half an hour away. Um, But I've certainly, I've met uh, a couple of mates who are Port Vale fans, and they... um, 
we met in a pub uh, called the Woodlands Hotel, which is a couple of minutes walk away from the ground. There was, you know, lads walking around in poor veil tops. There's, there's no bother, but Harrogate is intrinsically safe and neutral. There's, there's no, there's no bother there at all. I've never seen any whiff of any bother. Um, Wait till Barrow comes to town. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they, so, they don't travel, do they? Then, actually, never mind. No, no, no. There's always a caveat. <laughs> but, I mean, to, to answer your question for for the beverage, yeah, there's uh, the, the Woodlands, which is that's on the opposite side of town. So, as if you're walking mm-hmm. away from town, a couple of minutes walk to Woodlands Hotel, and there's plenty of places from the train station to the ground that you'll walk past. Fab- nice, fabulous, and, and obviously Betty's Tea Room if you want obviously. to go there for the, <laughs> for a nice cup of tea and a slab of cake. Do you have to book into Betty's? Did you say? No, you can rock up and uh, and just just queue. I was going to say I don't remember just booking. Queue. Okay, just, I think you can uh, book. I think that you can book to have a particular time if you want to guarantee <laughs> you yourself a seat. I just imagine a load of queue. our rowdy fans just rocking up at Betty's. Amazing. All all with a booking. That would be <laughs> all, even all better. With booking. Yeah, all yeah, with yeah. a booking. <laughs> so yeah, you can get like a full English breakfast there as well. So it's uh, you know it's a good stomach liner. Yeah. Good cake, good cake as well. Isn't it? It's good. It is good cake. Yeah, it is good cake. Hey so Danny, don't let, don't. I know where you're going with this. Don't let the uh, the, the Patreon Slack channel uh, come on to here and onto the pub, having conversations about what was better, tomato or brown sauce this morning. <laughs> Dreadful. Do not do not bring that on the pub. We had enough trouble with the Yorkshire pudding chat from the other day. <laughs> uh, dear. Um, let's go on to predictions then for the game. Uh, Neil, I'm going to come to you first. Um, um, Harrogate Cobblers, one o'clock. Okay, so the, the table doesn't lie. I think you're about your third. Yeah. We're significantly below that, but we are at home. We've got our tails up. The team's playing well. Confidence is high. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to call a one-all draw. Okay. Nice. We're uh, happy with that result if it came about. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can really argue against playing third in the table. And, and you know, you, you're a decent team in the league. I think if I came away with a point, personally, I'd be happy. Nice. Charles, mm. Harrogate. Yeah, um, like I said before, the, <laughs> there's a nervousness uh, in my mind about it. I, on paper, would say that we are definitely better and should win but should win doesn't always mean will win um it's a tough one because of because of the last couple of games that that Harrogate have had that has put a spanner in the works let's just say um I do think we're better and I think that having slept on it a little bit longer we did play some good football on Saturday against Tranmere. They defended very, very well. I still think that you know we lacked cutting edge. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not all forgiving. <laughs> I think there may have been uh, a little bit of work on that, or at least I hope there has in the week on the training ground. So therefore, I will go with the Cobblers win. I'm going to go with a uh, with a repeat of the Gillingham game, where it was just a fairly um steady game where we you know didn't really feel like there was much in it but then we came out 2-0 winners so i'll go with that i'll go okay. 2-0 cobblers and it to be a fairly steady game i'm going for the opposite i'm going for carnage uh-huh yeah i oh, predicted no. a ding dong last week and it turned out to be a board board draw damp squib uh, but i'm going to go ding dong again 
Oh, just thanks, mate. So you've I, not learnt your lesson. You just decided <laughs> to compound it. Yeah. Um, I just see the attacking threat of Hartley, of um, Hartlepool. Of definitely cool. don't see the attacking threat of Hartlepool. Um, no, the attacking does. threat of Harrogate. <laughs> we um, saw that in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's true. You did. <laughs> Sorry, uh, rare occasion. Um, yeah, I see the attacking threat from from Harrogate. I don't feel like we're going to deal with it too well, but I think we've got enough at the end of end to compete. So I'm going four three. Four three ding dong, not just any old ding dong. Four three. Wowzers! Wow. Okay. Get in there. See what happens. Go so uh, get your bets on the nil nil, everyone, and uh, bet responsibly, kids. Um, Neil, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute my absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Where can we find you on social medias? I, I don't particularly do social media. No. To be with you. no so don't find me anywhere. <laughs> don't find, don't find me anywhere. <laughs> find, find me in a nice tea house in Skipton. Yes, come on. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Charles. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we'll be welcoming a Belinda Carlisle United fan, Charles. Is it, if, if you get Belinda Carlisle, <laughs> I will be in heaven. I'll, I'll, be, back for, I'll be back oh, for that one. It is a place on earth, of course. We dream the same dream. <laughs> <laughs> get her on. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday with our review on this one. Uh, we'll see you then. And this week, we have maybe with Belinda in general. Who, who knows? Check us out and, uh, and, and see. See you soon. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.